Welcome to Wildlife Matters, a podcast from Dorset Wildlife Trust. Join us as we share news, articles and conversations exploring all the work we do to protect wildlife and wild spaces here in our beautiful county of Dorset. In our episode this month, we join Wilder Communities Officer Anona Dawson as she chats with Vicar Tessa Nisbet about the restoration of a hidden parcel of woodland adjacent to St Michael's Church in Hamworthy. So let's join them now as they reflect on how this collaborative community project has brought a well-loved pocket of wild space back to life. Hi, thanks for inviting me here. Um, my name's Anona Dawson. I'm really happy to be here with Tessa Nisbet. Hi, Anona. It's lovely to be here with you. So I joined Dorset Wildlife Trust in June uh, 2021, just after uh, COVID. <laughs> and the Urban Green Project, I was um, managing the Urban Green Project for Dorset Wildlife Trust. And it had been going since uh, 2020 uh, with another officer who then left. Um, COVID disrupted it a little bit. Urban Green was funded by National Community Lotteries Fund. And uh, it was a two-year project initially, extended for a year. Um, And it was really about um, looking at communities in the BCP area, Uh, to get people to be more involved with their own uh, green spaces in their own locality. Um, Five sites were chosen, um, one of which was uh, St Michael's because um, it has a two-hectare woodland behind the church and it was um, very much in need of um, managing for wildlife and people, but the benefit for the parish, really, the community of the parish. So I I think... um... It was wonderful because we had been going. Urban Green had helped us get started. So the church had always cared about this this um, woodland, this little copse, but not ever had enough knowledge. A lot of the people in the church had grown up here, had played in the in bluebell woods. They remembered um, coppicing. They, they remember stuff from when they were really young. And a lot of the congregation were older and concerned about it. And I know as I walked my dog through there, it was really hard to get through. It was overgrown, dark, and a little bit scary. And um, we started thinking about it. But when Urban Green came and Dorset Wildlife Trust came on board, it helped us start. And, um, and then obviously we had that stop. And um, so we through COVID and then we had to sort of get going again and then you came along and were helping us to be independent think about what we did in there yes so um so when I was brought in uh to the trust when I I I, um took over from um the previous post holder um I I've done quite a lot of habitat management work on different sites woodlands and heathland in this area a long time ago and I sort of started my career in uh Dorset and particularly on the west side of Poole and for the council and one of the things that um sort of enticed me to the job really was the fact that there was a two hectare little woodland um an old bluebell coppice that um wasn't it was um I knew it from family connections as well from a nephew who's now 38 years old and he used to play in it um and so it was a a kind of a personal thing to then 
come to the woodland. Um, and I remember the day that we met, it was you know, a really beautiful sunny day um, mm. and some of these trees that we walked through this little woodland were just extraordinary. Mm. Um, one particular tree um, was oh. just a very old oak tree. You love it, you always yes, say how much you love it. Just my favourite tree and uh, some of the parishioners didn't know it, it, it existed because it was just covered and there was a lot of laurel. Yeah. Um, I mean, by the time I'd come in, um, the uh, previous post, post holder had, um, uh, there was a contractor who had got rid of a lot of laurel, but there was a lot of other trees around it sort of strangling um, the tree. And so when we opened it out, it was really quite a, a, a moment for people, um, seeing how beautiful the woodland was. Mm. Mm. Um, and it was lovely to meet yourself and a group of people who had really, really um, had, their heart was in that woodland. They wanted, they were really keen to do something for nature, to increase nature in the woodland. Um, you had a, a, a young group. Yes, well, yeah, we do have a, um, a toddler group that meets and they're called Little Acorns um, and they meet every Monday. But I think the initial thing was also that Friends of Hamworthy Park Yes. Um, had, uh, who are a, a community group here and care very much for the, the green spaces. And so a person who, who's very active in that group got involved with us and it started this joined up thinking. Um, and so a lot of them still help us now. We're still connected. We, we've got things happening in the summer, um, even next week, where we're having a picnic and a bug count and, and that kind of stuff. But that group also were part of the sort of the impetus to, to make it happen because they provided bodies. Yeah. So it, and, and it really helped to have extra people who, yes. were, who were keen to see that woodland opened up as it were so yes we both know the person we're talking about um dave and um and he's really keen on the the woodland and he knows the air and he's really he's he's i mean i don't like this term but it's like a community champion if you like but someone in the community that um that is very interested and that is good with people and, and talks to people and, and coordinates things together. Someone yes. who lives in the community. Yeah. I mean, I'm an outsider and we, in, you know, often um, uh, environmental professionals are, are outsiders in the community. We go into communities and, and it's about really, for me, it's about really getting to know people on a... On a um, not a personal level, I don't want to say that, but just, uh, you know, on, in a friendship way. And to bounce you're, you're ideas. You're an enabler. Yes. That's what you do. Yes. That's what you... You enabled us to start thinking about it and to knowing that we, we could do something yes. about this. Yes, exactly. And it's it's to sort of stand back a little bit and to listen first is really important in community organising. And, and when you're... Um, giving the community some uh, some tools to to feel more empowered and more confident. Because that's the thing that I noticed when I came on board was that the, um, the community wasn't very confident mm. in dealing with this big, fairly big piece of land that uh, a, a, a tree safety report had been done by us through the funder, which was great. But then it... it, in, it um, you then have a responsibility to manage the trees. And I think that was 
uh, that was a, a little bit of a challenge mm -hmm. uh, at first and yeah. a difficulty because once you have a tree safety report, then you, you're liable for, for things. So we had to sort of tackle that um, very quickly when I came on board and sure. to get rid of um, some of those overhanging um, hung trees uh, and um, old trees that were too near the pathways. Um, but I think it's, it is very much about listening and sitting back and leading from behind, really, and empowering people um, and having an awareness of the community and what they actually want. Uh, and it might it might conflict with, um, you know, environmental, you know, cons conservationists, the professional conservationists. But it's a it's about gently guiding. I think. Um, I think there's also the the helpful thing was getting a bit more knowledge about these things. So realizing what kind of wildlife was in there, what we could attract, what we were going to enhance because we were lightening up the woodland and taking out invasive stuff or and wh what we could expect and that was what you helped us with um, and also to know more about the plants to know what was meant to be there what wasn't meant to be there I mean we didn't have a yes. clue you know you just naturally think holly's meant to be growing everywhere yes. but it wasn't and it wasn't helping yes it, it wasn't nice for humans and all you know and, and overgrown for the animals and it's been wonderful to see as we've got more knowledge that we've got more confident yes absolutely you're so much more confident yeah. now you can yeah. see by your uh, you know the facebook page and how much I, i've just been through the woodland and i haven't actually visited mm -hmm. the woodland for uh, well probably half a year since mm -hmm. since last year and i and it looks amazing you've done some amazing things because you gained that confidence mm -hmm. i think and that's all we're here for we're a relatively small organization Dorset Wildlife Trust is what 75 uh, employees and we're spread out throughout a very big county and um, and long gone are the days that we can maintain control and just invite people into our reserves and not and uh, not not go into uh, other areas because it's about disseminating information and empowering um, local people um, I think one of the one of the first things that one of the first worries I have I had when I first came on board was this woodland, woodland had a tree safety report that we needed to um, we needed to make sure that was uh, acted upon um, because of uh, you know um, difficulties litigation and, and things like that. Um, but it was also to to work with the council to get a because um, it it's a, it has a tree preservation order area a tree preservation order on it and to get permission to uh, take some of the trees that were uh, were were weren't the, the trees that we didn't want there and that we wanted to manage it properly. Um, so and that's a long process. So we had a time limit for this. I, I was the the project was in its final year. Um, most of the money had been had been sitting there because of COVID and various other things, so there was a um, th there was an urgency about it. Um, but with the community that yourself, Tessa, and Dave, and many of your uh, people who are the parishioners and some of the neighbours and the neighbours as well, they were really on board and um, they just wanted, uh, you know, you know, they were 
they were delighted for the help. Mm. Uh, I think it was really important to to have a some kind of a management plan, mm. not a scientific one either. Mm. You know, a, a gentle one, one that was easy to read, that was easy to to look at and say, yes, we could do that in this month, or some ideas, mm. um, and also giving information of other people that could help you. Yeah, I, and I, th- I think that definitely that structure was put in place. And I think now we know, you know, we know that there's seasons when we can work in it and there's seasons when we just enjoy it and we rest and we give the woodland a rest and, you know, and that kind of thing. So I think that you helped us with that a lot. Um, and also sort of putting some some celebrations in place was really good, wasn't it? Yeah, um, to, it was fun. To enjoy the journey. Yes while we 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 looked after it while we learnt about it as we started to clear it and we had some fun with that which was good um so it was a it was a great opportunity i think um uh, i mean right from the the beginning i wanted dorset coppers group involved because they go around to different woodlands they've got huge expertise they're great people to work with they're very community minded um and i wanted them on board um from the beginning um and i spoke to them and there was uh someone from the dorset coppers group who came out and looked at the, the woodland and we looked at different ways of doing things he's also they the, the organization is really keen to work with the community more more mm-hmm. and they they then uh, the urban green project employed them to come into the woodland to teach a little bit about coppicing. Mm-hmm. So if you remember, he brought all his things and, yes. and we had a, um, a session of learning how to coppice. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the, the community really enjoyed that mm-hmm. and gave them more confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he came back and uh, uh, finished off a contract. So it sort of worked really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Mutually flourishing. Really. Yeah. yeah. And the end, the celebration day was was really good at the end of the project yeah it was really successful and drew even more people into it not just the people who had been at the center of it but more of the community and seeing young children in the you know lots of children come with their families felt really good that day and I know I sat and did some Wood. Yes, I've got photographs of you. Making a bracelet and with you know with a sharp knife in my hand and loved it, mm. um, and found it very therapeutic. And and even the, the the doctors practice next door have remained interested. Yeah. Oh, great. In, That's in, good. And, and then and actually is leading on to us doing a garden. Yeah. Um, oh, fantastic. A sensory garden at the front of the church. Oh, that's fantastic. And that's that is moving forward yes. now. Oh, great. And should be in place in the next few months. But, you know, for, for them, they've wanted to use it as a place where they can do some social um, prescribing. Yeah. And, and hopefully we'll see more of that as that's, well. That's quite forward. a big thing at the, at the moment, yeah. social prescribing and, and um, going, sort of helping people to enjoy um, being outside a bit more and to be calm. Yes. And um, I've talked to a lot of, uh, you know, medical professionals who take people out into gardens, woodlands, yeah. and and I know, um, and it's great because Ham that the the practice Hamworthy practice is so involved with the community. Yes, it is very much. I mean, I, for myself, I know well-being when I go in there, 
Um, just earlier in the nesting season, I, I was walking through, and I go most days because it's quick. I, I don't always have enough time to go a long way to walk the dog, but if I just pop over the road and I, and it's peaceful. But I was walking through, and there's a little nesting box, and as I walked under the nesting box, a little blue tit stuck his head out <laughs> and sat halfway in and halfway out. And I, the joy that I, I felt was unbelievable. Yes. I thought, well, it's just a little bird. But it was such fun. And it felt like there was life in the woodland. Yes. Like we had really done our bit. We'd, yeah. we'd made something happen, as it were, that this, I was connected with this little bird for yes. the second, you know. Um, and it was wonderful, and yeah. I, I can see the benefits of that for others. Um, many people talk to me about the woodland now, and they'll, you know, they'll say they walk through it most days. Um, I chat to people a lot in there. Mm. Do, you, do, you, so, do you think um, more people have been talking to you about the woodland now that you've done? We've we've done the project, and and there's more because there was there were lots of people who used it beforehand. Um, but maybe I don't know. What, what do you think about that? Um, I I think it's it's not that people formally talk to me, but you. I think I bump into more people there. Yeah. I think we've made more connections with people. So our neighbours, we know them by name. You know. Yes. And whether whether that has been, you know, the, we've had to deal with say issues in the woodland, yes. or we're enjoying working together. For whatever reason, we connected as a community. Mm. They live right on the boundary of the woodland, and we are trying to manage it and get to know people in the area. So I think for various reasons, you know, we 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 talk more, we yeah. see each other more. Then it's more likely you're going to see someone now because it's open and the paths yes. are negotiable, whereas before they weren't. It was impossible no, to exactly. see from one end. In, you know to the other and we kind of managed the pathway for us a, a, i mean there was a vague circular walk but it was it uh, they were cross clear. paths and things yeah. and and now we've demarcated it with you know um uh with you know logs and uh that was a lovely it was lovely that that the community came up with that idea that the mm. these logs would sort of be the side side oh, yeah. um, of the paths and it, it just looked, once they'd done it, they were so proud of yes. this. They, you know, and when people move the logs, they're always back in there, like rejigging them because they care about the, the, the woodlands. Yeah, and, and I think it, it also keeps people away from more sensitive habitats. So, so right. when, you're, when, you're, when you're managing a, a landscape, you, it's, it's, about, um, it's about giving people uh, better pathways, but also it's about managing uh, you know, people in, in in a sensitive area, um, and I mean, there's the, there's a lot there's a lot more to do. We've just yes, been talking we, about right. you know um, the nutrient nutrients in that woodland and creating you know uh, beds of cleavers and 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 plants like that, which we can take out in the spring and and stuff. Um, and then you're planting all those. Bluebells, blue bells, which yes, is an amazing thing. Funded that for a thousand bluebells, English bluebells. Yes, which is wonderful. We're very excited about, and um, and this, you know, learning that they will take over yes. eventually, and yeah. it'll go back to how it was meant to be. Yeah. It's wonderful. But there's also an area of the woodland that we've not even touched. No, which that's that's right. sort of, that's quite important because yes. in a in an old 
a woodland coppice. You don't you don't want a uh, hazel. It's a, a oak hazel coppice, made many as you know, um, and you don't want to do everything all at once. You don't want to uh, shock the woodland because it, it hasn't had any anything done to it for so long. Mm. Um, so you you do want to keep areas which are untouched, mm. uh, and it's a small woodland, um, and it's in an urban environment, and it's well used, mm. um, which is important. I mean. You know, it's in, it's in an area of uh, potentially high vandalism as well, oh, this area. Sure. Um, and I looked at the, um, the interpretation sign that, that we did and um, it's, there's not a mark on it. Mm. And that was a surprise to me today. Mm. Um, I did expect to see graffiti oh, that's on it. Amazing. Yeah, um, amazing. So that, that's really nice. It hadn't even occurred to me that there might have. <laughs> <laughs> we, oh. And we do have, uh, we do have some you know, stuff going on in there that, that can be difficult to manage. Um, but one of the things is, you know, litter is an, is, is an mm-hmm. issue, but because people are so committed to it and Friends of Hamworthy Park are great litter pickers yeah. and they sort of <laughs> mobilise us, we regularly are, are picking up litter in there. And, and it's just a matter of keeping on top of things, yeah. really. And I think, you know, there are sometimes difficulties with... Um, you know, and it, it originally there was a lot of antisocial behaviour going yes. on in there, and and now I've had the opportunity actually recently to talk to two young lads who who were up to no good in there. But when I explained to them mm-hmm. that their litter, they, they, you know, all I was asking is that they pick up their own litter and take it home. Mm-hmm. That this this woodland wasn't just left. That it was cared for by the community they said of course we do that we're sorry we hadn't realized yeah. that this piece of land meant this yeah. much to people but and but that was it it was a great sort of learning moment i you know it's initially you you, you could get angry but, yeah. but actually when i spoke to them they were yeah. really decent young men and they're part of the community That's as right. well and That's i think right. um i I, th- I think we i mean uh, you know, uh, I think it is a problem. Um, our, I think we lose people from between the ages of 13 and 25. We lose people in um, the environment movement. And I think um, young kids and um, young teenagers, they get a lot of environmental information at school and it's global information. They're very, very highly switched on. Um, they're switched on to uh, online as well, so d- a digital and that's really important, but we seem to lose, you know, um, older teenagers, and obviously it's to do with that, you know, they're more concerned with identity at that time mm. of, of life, and um, and it's a it's it is a battle to mm. keep keep that group engaged, and I think people come back to environment when they have small children and they're using these sort of spaces like uh, muddy boots in the in the woodland and and I think also adults forget what it's like to be a teenager and what we what we've done as environmentalists we've protected landscapes we've controlled them we've signposted them we, we allow people in in a to do certain things and not other things important really important for um, conservation and, and habitat and, and species um, but we we tidy things up as well and um, and so they're all teenagers are always being moved on and out 
of a place. And I, I've spoken like yourself to people in that in the Bluebell Wood, mm. um, young teenagers, mm. and they're just hanging out because well, that's they, what they, they want to do, yeah, and there's nothing true. wrong with that. Yeah. Um, and, and as a society, like the space. they like the space, yes. and and at times they've built dens. Yeah. You know, we've seen um, young kids build dens, but we've seen the teenagers build dens because yeah. they want to be somewhere and feel safe. Yes. And so I, th- I think there's lots of work to be done with a, more of a welcome yeah. so that they, they take responsibility for it as yeah. well as enjoying it and, just and for not, hanging out. Yes, and, and not be, you know, channeled into doing things a certain way, I think, and... Um, I mean, in my career, it's it's always been, because I've been a a warden, and it's always been about um, taking down dens. And I know that's a controversial issue because it's it's also a a fire risk in certain areas. And and then you get, uh, you know, I've worked for local government, so you get complaints by um, um, elders and and youngsters as well. Uh, But I think that some sort of wildness is important and that's what we've lost because yeah um i think it's it's either developed land or there's there's nothing that's sort of left to to just go wild and it's it's it is a problem i think and we want kids to be outside and enjoying getting dirty and you know discovering all sorts of things you know environmentally um so they do need some freedom around that yeah absolutely um you know it's trying to find that balance yeah um uh, but uh, you know obviously we've got young children in there and i I, I suppose they too the younger they're in there the better yes it it is and that's really that's really important but I, i i young children get a lot from school but also they need access to um wilder bigger places more exciting and because that instills a love of of the environment and and then they take it hopefully they will take it through um to 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 when they're older um i think i think it's really difficult it's it's a difficult thing to manage um access to these spaces because essentially St. St. Michael's Wood, it's it's open access, mm. and it needs to be open access. But it's 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 owned by you know an organisation, the church, and and it needs to be safe, etc. And then you've got residents around, so it's a it's a quite a tricky juggling act. And there have been moments that are are challenging, you know, and and but part of that is what it is to have the woodland and to care about it is and to find ways to build relationship to deal with the issues or concerns or anxieties um, from local you know especially from neighbors because they're the ones who feel it the most actually yeah you know so they they're watching it you know so if there's there is for example some antisocial behavior they they want it dealt with in a certain way but it, it's trying to find a, a some joined up thinking um and so it's been it's been interesting but i think there is an opportunity always to to look at how we work together yes absolutely um and i mean one of the things that uh i've loved doing in in the past is is um and uh, sorry a, a way to to do that to involve more um older teenagers is to to get them to be part of a design of something mm. so um i've tried to involve uh, secondary schools and 
at the moment it's that's difficult because of the curriculum is you know increased and politically that's really difficult because of funding um, for the schools and time away from school and um, putting that into the curriculum but I've worked on projects where where we have included uh, teenagers in the design of something. So, for instance, in a countryside setting and uh, um, a, a bench or, uh, you know, written material or, um, you know, journalism or, or, or something like that, and they become involved and then, then they, they feel more ownership of the space that they're, they're in. And that can help yeah. in a way, but it's... It, it is quite time consuming. Yeah, it is, I'm sure. One of the, what, the ways we have, we've seen a few um, young people come in to do their Duke of Edinburgh okay. hours. Yeah. Great. They come in yeah. and um, I know my neighbour's daughter came over and that was part oh, of that's her, brilliant. her yeah. sort of service. Yes, you know, yeah, or, the, it's not yeah, a, yeah, it's the award, Community it? like, yeah. um, involvement. So that was good. And then we do have a, a young woman who's studying at Bournemouth University. That's right. Yeah. I, I well, brought her yeah, to the so Woodland. She, yeah, yeah she, got, she contacted got, me. Yeah, but she's been doing some... She stayed involved and oh, she's coming she? back. That's fantastic. Yeah, she's she coming back. with you, actually. Right. Yeah, so yeah. She's, come, she's been part of doing some of the... Um, Counting of yeah. the bugs and the plants. That's right. She's really interested in species. The surveys. Yeah, the surveys. Kind of thing. Yeah. So, and also the photography. I asked her yes, to do some right. like before and after because it's quite important in terms of managing a, a woodland to get before and after photographs so you can see the change that's of the right. woodland and yes. the ground flora. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah, really, really nice. Mm. I mean, just going back to the woodland just now and seeing the difference mm. um, apart from all the cleavers but you know that's <laughs> high nutrient uh, but it's so beautiful mm. and then to see that tree and it's just on its own and it's just it has it's room flourishing. to breathe and yeah. Um, yeah really nice really yes. lovely and the paths are intact yes and the, the logs that we put down are still this yeah it's, it's a beautiful space it's yeah. quiet so it's, it's peaceful yeah. for, for being where it is hugely urban environment that's and, right. it's and it does have a big pathway that runs down the one yeah. side yes. but it means there's access mm. to for people and now especially with the signs they know how to get in yeah. and, and where to go. In fact, an, an elderly lady said to me the other day, I always got lost in the woodland, but now yes. the pathways I can see through. I yeah. can find my way out from one end to and the other. And it's not so intimidating yeah. for people. It was very intimidating, very dark. Mm-hmm. It's been so lovely to talk to you again, you. Uh, Tessa. Really lovely to see you and lovely to um, see the woodland uh, in, in such a good state and... Um, flourishing now from a very dark, intimidating, lacking in visible biodiversity to something that's you know could be just get better and better. Yeah. Well, we're hoping that that's the case. That we we just keep going. Um, but thank you for all your support and your wisdom and teaching and and you know financial support as well. You've given us tools that we still use. And we're most appreciative and it, it's good fun. And it's lovely to see people taking it on. I don't lead it anymore, which is great. Perfect. It, yes. Mm. And so it, it belongs in the community now. So thank you. Thank really you. Appreciate it. If you'd like to get involved with the work we do to protect nature in Dorset, then why not consider becoming a volunteer? 
You might long to do more outdoors, connecting with nature. You might want to learn a new skill or meet new people. There are lots of reasons people volunteer with us, so why not find out what opportunities are available near you by heading to our website. Go to dorsetwildlifetrust.org.uk Together, we can make a wilder Dorset.